Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hi, this is Matt Mosley. Happy Monday to you as we get rolling on the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. Aaron's like a lot of you. Just uh, tremendously excited and um, pleased to be coming off. Just, uh, I mean, I, some of you Cowboys fans may check out <clears throat> after the Cowboys are out. I, don't, I hope not. I hope not. I hope you witnessed those games Saturday and those games Sunday. And I thought what we saw last night, in fact, we were celebrating my dad's birthday at uh, the uh, venerable Dallas institution, El Phoenix. Uh, and we were having a big time doing that. And we looked over, we were monitoring the TV, and it was back and forth, back and forth. And I had recorded it at the house to be able to kind of go back, and then we were just in stunned. We kind of had to close the place down because the game, El Phoenix is not a place that stays open that late, the North uh, Northwest Highway location, that is, Northwest Highway in Hillcrest. And the back-and-forth nature of that game was wild. In fact, the amount of points scored – from about three minutes till the end, I mean, was phenomenal. There were like three or four touchdowns scored. Obviously, the uh, the field goal at the end there to put that into overtime. And we're going to talk about all the games at 420. But I just thought, I mean, I have we ever – I'm sure we have. And sometimes we're trapped in what we call recency bias. It just happened. So we think it's the best. We think it's the best ever. But after a a kind of a a weekend of clunker, and then count Mondays as well. Monday's game was a was a uh, blowout for the most part. Last weekend, wild card weekend was kind of like eh, eh. Cowboys made it close at the end, but that's what they always do. And then divisional games, kind of like Aaron. I don't know if you thought about this. And by the way, our folks, our phone lines are open. And our CNC Collision text line is open. We love to hear from you. 254 662 1660. It was almost kind of like we got rid of the fluff. And I'm sorry, but the Cowboys are the fluff. Everybody's now, oh, Cowboys could have done that. Cowboys could have. Well, I think they would have won that game at, at Tampa. I thought the Cowboys could have gone and done. I mean, give me a break. I mean, you were barely in that game until the end. So don't give me that. Well, man, the Cowboys could have done what the, you know, they could have done what the Rams did. The Rams were winning that game 27-3 to and left the back door open. And, of course, here comes Tampa and the great Tom. But, I mean, I, I was thoroughly entertained by the whole fourth quarter of that game. And then you, it's like the, the greatest dessert ever. You end your evening, you end your playoff weekend with, with that back and forth. Now, Aaron, I have to ask you. I have not asked you this question today. Are you one of the people? See, I, 
I can't watch a great game like that and then and then get all in all upset about oh my gosh the overtime rules. I'm not saying they're great, but my first instinct was not to immediately go crazy about the overtime rules. Oh, oh my gosh, Josh Allen didn't get to go. My first instinct was to say that you literally had 13 seconds. To, to And I know they had a couple of timeouts, but all you had to do was hold a team, kick the ball off, and somehow be able to survive for 13 seconds. And the Buffalo Bills couldn't do it. Where did that disaster start? Probably because they didn't either squib it or even kick it short. You'll see teams purposely kick the ball to the ten, five or ten yard line to basically make the other team bring it back. Now maybe there's just so such huge respect for the Kansas City return folks, and I get that. I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill and the rest of them are unbelievable, but you could have knocked some time off that clock with a long squib or or the short kick. You you could knock at five or six seconds at least. And so you, then you have basically only one play left. They get two plays done, and then they're kicking to tie it. And then, of course, they win in overtime. I'll let our folks sound off, but first, Aaron, I'll let you sound off. Uh, by the way, 254 six six to sixteen sixty. Were you angry about the overtime rules? Or did you just go, man, that was great. Both that was an unbelievable game. Aaron, where were you in that? Uh, both. I've been I've been wanting the NFL to change their overtime rules for years. The same thing happened in two thousand and uh eighteen eighteen or nineteen with uh in the AFC championship game except it was Pat Mahomes on the other side, and Tom Brady got the ball first, and the Chiefs never saw the ball in overtime, and the Patriots ended up going to another Super Bowl and winning it. Um, And I was in favor of them changing the overtime rules before that game, but that's twice that we've kind of been robbed of of a great overtime because of the NFL's overtime rules. I I really don't like them, but I haven't liked them for many years. So you, but you sort of agree also with what I said about Buffalo kind of needs to find a way. I know, I know he's great. I know Mahomes is great, but I mean, can you kick that ball down there where you can waste some time? Or do you do you think it's fine that they kicked it deep? I know I, I was dumbfounded. I was like, why would you kick it out of the end zone? You, even if it's thirteen seconds left, you want time off the clock and yeah Correct. if you squib kick or if you make them field it at a you know at about the five then time comes off the clock and that's exactly what you do there and even with 13 seconds they shouldn't have been able to get as far as they did but yeah it was a, it was just a disaster for the for the buffalo defense and and the special teams on that play it it was a shame that that josh allen the effort his game got got kind of wasted but there were two great yeah, efforts in I that mean, game, and and yeah, you know you can't take anything away from what Pat Mahomes did. It was it was just an incredible game. I I had to laugh, Tyreek Hill. You know, first of all, you know how they make a big deal now about taunting. That's a point of emphasis. Aaron, I'm sorry. I mean, I and again, I'm I think they get carried away on stuff, and so I don't 
I don't know if, but if you technically want to make a taunting call, first of all, if you get caught taunting while you're still not in the end zone, would would it be a touchdown and then the 15 gets enforced after that, or since it was happening during the play, would you have enforced the penalty from where like the taunting call was made? I'm not sure. I think they may have changed that because I think they changed well, college the, football. The taunting is like you don't get the touchdown. That's what I'm thinking of. I, I don't think yeah. the NFL has that rule. But yeah, if you okay. start if you start high stepping it, or if you turn around and you know face the defenders at a, at the three yard line in college, yeah. you they don't count the touchdown. Correct. In the NFL, I, I'd have to double check that, and and our people can sign you know go off on that as well. Two five four. 662-1660. Text us. I would prefer you text us like from off the road or you can voice text us if you're driving. I do, I do not like encouraging texting and driving. It always concerned me when this first became a thing and I was doing radio in Dallas and we called it the text toy and um, and we loved it. I mean, I, I didn't. I mean, I, I would, my co-host was obsessed with it and he sat there and chewed on his cigar and he was completely distracted by reading the text messages constantly. And, you know, I I was, I was, couldn't do that because it's like every 30 seconds somebody was saying, tell Mosley to shut up, Mosley this, Mosley that. I mean, it's hard to do a live radio show when you're just getting just constant. Uh, but I've learned to love it. But I kind of like to have Aaron monitor it and, and tell us. And I don't even mind when people are mad at me or – say something negative about me none of that bothers me but it 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 bo- it only affected me as i was talking and i would see that stuff i'd be like oh geez it was just hard to focus so now aaron uh if you wonder like hey who's seeing this who's reading this aaron's reading it constantly i take a peek here and there but aaron's kind of checking that thing over and over so we're happy to have you uh, participate in uh i thought it was now, Aaron, if I ask you, for instance, what was your second favorite game of the of the other three games? You know, uh, Bengals, Titans. Um, obviously, yesterday with what happened at, at Tampa Bay and the Rams, it coming down to the end like it did, and uh, and then Green Bay, of course, the uh, the punt block heard around the world and the uh, the shocking turn of events. In that particular ball game, uh, I, I thought there was some greatness in that one. Just the elements, watching the snow. I, there's nothing better than sitting in a warm home, you know, monitoring a place that's like six degrees and ten to fifteen degrees below zero. It's just fun. It's it's it, it's great viewing. It's probably not great for playing, but I do think it makes for good TV. Aaron, after the obvious choice of, of of Chiefs Bills, what was your second favorite game to watch? It was the uh, Green Bay San Francisco game, but it was for personal reasons. I just love watching Aaron Rodgers lose, and that has now, nothing to do with vaccines. It's yeah. I've I've disliked Aaron Rodgers pretty much his whole career, um, so it was fun to watch them lose. So I would say Green, wow. even though even though the uh, Tampa Bay Rams game was a, well, I don't want to say great game, but 
because there was a lot of turnovers. It was an ex- a more exciting game, I think. But they were both yeah. exciting. Every they both came down to last second field goals. But I liked watching Rodgers lose. I did love the fact. By the way, you can participate. Give us your favorite. Uh, I, I think most of us would agree. Bills Chiefs was our was the best game. All right, so I don't think we need to debate that. But of the other three games, I think you could debate some of those. And you know, you could also debate some choices that uh, like Vrabel made, going for two. Uh, what he obviously didn't have to, but he gets an opportunity to be only one yard out. He's got a back that's been compromised physically. He's a monstrous back, but uh, a couple times in that game, I mean, they, they went for it down there or went for it on fourth down and uh, were stuffed when those plays just didn't really come together. And part of it was that back, I mean, as great as Derrick Henry is, he wasn't, he doesn't get to the hole that quickly. And the other back, Dante Foreman, actually did I mean the, the, he, he was the back that would get loose every once in a while in that game but I'm sort of curious what our people think our listeners Mosley's Mafia 254-662-1660 the Mosley Mafia uh, what do you uh, what do you guys think uh, of your of your favorite games the others we would love to hear from you Aaron as you were doing uh, as you were doing all your your things and, and, and watching the uh, the football, and then also watching the Baylor women have a nice game Sunday. Now Saturday, Aaron, did you have an opportunity to turn it over there to our Fox affiliate and hear a little bit of uh, of the of the Matt Mosley show on national radio? I did not because oh, I was running the no. Baylor men's basketball game and watching the Bengals Titans game. It hurts. It hurts, Aaron. <laughs> if anybody's going to do that in, in uh, Central Texas, I feel like it should be you. Uh, let us know if anybody was listening. I bet Tom was. I bet. Don't you think Tom probably was checking that out? Hey, I wonder what most oh, sounds recorded like it. on this national. You think, <laughs> you think Tom recorded <laughs> I wonder what Mosley sounds like on this national show. I sound much like I do now, although Aaron – you would be you would enjoy knowing when I go on there to co-host. They always and I love it. They always let the other guy do all the breaks and this and that and the you know read the read the ads and all that stuff. And uh, and I don't mind doing that. I'm fine with. It. I I enjoy all that. But it it's uh, it's interesting because I just get to kind of sit there and react to whatever the host is saying. The host was in Vermont. And it was a guy named Arnie Spanier, who is known to some people. I don't, you probably know that name, Aaron, that he's a longtime radio guy. But, uh, yeah, it's always interesting. To, guess who I was filling in for? The um, Have you ever seen Colin Cowherd's TV show? You know, Joy Taylor, who sits on, who's who kind of is his sports update person? Yes. You know who that is? Yes. It was her show. I was filling in for her. See, I was kind of <laughs> thinking that because I, I've I've heard her a couple of occasions on Saturday yeah. afternoons, so I knew yeah. she had started doing that that time slot. Um, yes, it just depends on my work schedule because I'm usually up here, but yeah, you know, some I may people, catch it on the way in. Some people tune into that TV show just for joy. You know, nothing wrong. I mean, Colin does a great job, but uh, Joy, I guess, is. Uh, is is uh, a little prettier than Colin, I guess is what you would say. And so you do sometimes uh, 
folks uh, sound off on that. But uh, she's also really her, her. She's the younger people don't know this. She is the younger um, sister of Jason Taylor, the Hall of Fame defensive end uh, for the from the Miami Dolphins. I had no idea. Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Jason Taylor's little sis. And uh, so kind of interesting point there. In fact, she said she watched the uh, playoff games with her brother Jason out in uh, on the East Coast, even though she works on the West Coast. So uh, just a little tidbit there. Okay, Aaron, um, we're going to continue on this path. We got a really cool interview lined up at uh, 5 o'clock today with uh, one of my favorite college basketball players who's become one of the star players at the University of North Texas. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that as the day unfolds. That's at 5 o'clock. But we're going to let you sound off, our listeners, our loyal listeners, uh, via text or call. And uh, and we're going to continue talking about one of the great NFL weekends we can remember. That's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The rain is over with, and we're going to keep mostly cloudy skies in the forecast. Patchy fog developing overnight with lows falling to 40 degrees, and tomorrow some dense fog possible in the morning. So again, use caution on the roadways. We'll start to see clearing skies by the afternoon with highs topping out around 60 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in the Farrell Center Tuesday evening hosting the Kansas State Wildcats. 6.30 for the countdown to tip off. It's a 7 p.m. tip off Tuesday for Baylor K-State Big 12 Basketball. Baylor Big 12 Basketball with Pat and John. The Bears play here. ESPN Central Texas. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. This is ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. 
put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. After maybe the best weekend in NFL playoff history, saw three road teams with walk-off field goals winning and the Chiefs and the Bills an instant classic. The stage is set for the conference championships next Sunday, Cincinnati at the Chiefs at 2 o'clock, followed by San Francisco at L.A. at 5.30. The Chiefs and the Rams are early favorites. Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is interviewing for another head coaching position today. Quinn will meet with the New York Giants about their opening. Number 15 Baylor women stretched the lead in the second half and beat number 7 Iowa State 87-61. The Bears will head to Lubbock on Wednesday to face the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Number 5 Baylor men make it two in a row over the weekend beating OU 65-51. Bears will host Kansas State tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. To the end zone for the win! Jim Nance on the call. Tony Romo alongside. And uh, the great Jim Nance. Yeah, boy, to your point, Jim Nance uh, was quick to point out that, hey, Josh Allen didn't get a chance. And as you said, they they brought up the same thing. I think that was 2018. Can you imagine, you know, what you that one year they waited to start uh, Mahomes. And so they, they put him in the next year after uh, Alex Smith is um, – leaves or traded or whatever it was and they I guess is this four straight times they've they've gone to the AFC title game I mean it, it, it's just un, it's unreal I mean you you get you, you get a you get a Pat Mahomes you just ride it forever I mean same thing with Josh Allen now he you know it's going to be like some of these other things going to be hard to break through as long as you're up against Mahomes you think about the good quarterbacks for years in the AFC that could never get past Brady. I mean, Peyton Manning was one of them, and um, and he got he you know Peyton did okay. Had had he he did win a, a few a couple of those battles, but for the most part, I mean that was an incredibly hard thing to get past. And so when you think about the AFC for years and years and years, you think and they're not not alone by the way, because Burroughs arrived at the party. Herbert is involved in this. You got Allen, you got Mahomes. I mean, who am I missing uh, on the AFC side, Aaron? I mean, that—that's I just named four uh, tremendous, like MVP type candidates. All of them awesome. That that are just going to be hanging around for years and years and years. My, who who am I missing over there on in the AFC? I mean, those are I think I named. Uh, 
the biggest right now, but who else would you put in that list, Aaron, from the AFC? I'm trying to think because, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's the cream of the crop, but I feel like there's somebody. I, mean, I don't really, although, and he didn't play well the other day, I, I can't I have a hard time putting Tannehill in that group, although they keep getting back there. Not like, I mean, the Titans were the number one seed. Now, two of the, the two number one seeds lost. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the best teams, but, I mean, Herbert's there, Burrow's there, Josh Allen, Mahomes. we got to be missing somebody. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's all, uh, Lamar's awesome. Justin Herbert. Um, yeah, I said Herbert. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just yeah. looking through the list. I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's probably the top two would be Lamar Jackson and Herbert, and they're both really good, too. I mean, there's the a lot of The top two you're saying that aren't still uh, in, in the playoffs right yes, now. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I it, it's it's remarkable. And then you go over the NFC, and you got the guy bows out, the guy you don't care for, Aaron Rodgers. And as you said, it's not your – I haven't. I have not felt that way toward Rodgers. I've. I've. I, I loved Brett Favre, and I know he wore out his welcome with all the shenanigans late in his career. There've been a lot of shenanigans lately with Rodgers. I've always admired the heck out of Rodgers. Just it, partly, it's not that I like him personally or anything. It's just that I love watching a guy play. That it's. It's the same reason I love watching Mahomes play. They can do so much off so many different arm angles and this and that. Now, you could argue that the great Aaron Rodgers tried to do too much in um, uh, in that little, uh, you know, like on that one play, he saw one-on-one with uh, Josh Norman out there, and, and he wanted Adam so badly, they tried to thread the needle on one of those crazy one-on-one throws where he, he kind of tries to hit Adams on the, on the move, and it didn't work out. That's a, that's almost when he got too much confidence. But the guy's arm, uh, Aaron, I think even you would admit, you may not like him personally. I don't, you know, all the different reasons you may not like Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it's because he thinks he's always the smartest guy in every room, all of that kind of business. Mm-hmm. But arm talent-wise, I mean, other than, I mean, you, it's hard to find anybody like that. You've got Mahomes, you got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Brady's the greatness of Brady is that he knows where he's going at all times. He's incredibly durable, and he's just leader beyond leader. I mean, hate him, love him, hate him. You got to respect how many Super Bowls he has, and he's 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 the greatest ever. He just he just truly is the greatest ever. Rodgers is going to end up leaving a lot of Super Bowls and and Super Bowl appearances on the table. And I, I get people like you, Aaron, relish that and are kind of happy he doesn't get those things. But I, you can blame it on some of it on McCarthy. You can blame some of it on this current coach. But some of it you got to put on Rodgers. Because, you, you know, you're, basically he's up for MVP every season. And yet we're going to come to the end of his career and he's going to have one Super Bowl ring. He's going to have one less than Eli Manning. Going to have one less than Peyton Manning, probably, unless he breaks through. And I think I think it's now 50-50 or maybe even 70-30 that he's not back in Green Bay. It's hard to believe because we've had Favre and then Aaron Rodgers for how many years, Aaron? I mean, basically since you and I were. 30 years? Before we were even like in college or whatever. I mean, I, 
early in our college, Favre, Favre got drafted in 1991 or 92, so we're, we were getting finished with high school around the time Favre got drafted. So you had Favre all the way through 2007 or 2008 with the Packers, and then right about 08 or 09, Rodgers takes over. And so we've had him now for another 13 seasons. And now we see what's going to happen with Rodgers. Now, I don't see the retirement happening. He's still too great. He's still too great to retire, although you could almost say that about Romo at the time. Now, Romo had had some injuries, and then Romo got an incredible option of the uh, to be a broadcaster. Uh, we're talking some NFL. If you want to weigh in, we, we were asking the question earlier, other than the Patriots' Chiefs, uh, excuse me, the Chiefs Bills game, that which we th- we both agreed, and I think most of you would agree that's the best game of the weekend. You don't have to agree with us on that. What was your second favorite game, or maybe your first favorite game of the other three? I think Ward said he might may have been the. Uh, I was here in his Sports Center earlier. He thought it may have been the best playoff weekend ever in in NFL history. I, you know, it's hard for me to say that. You'd have to sit back. I mean, I've. Think back, some of those great games the Cowboys were involved with. It, uh, two of those were losses, by the way, in NFC title games. One was 38-28. to 28. That was the 1994 uh, NFC title game. And the uh, Cowboys came back and almost won that thing after being down, way down. Remember, they were down like 21-3 to three or 28-3, to three, something like that. It was almost one of those comebacks like uh, the Bucks had. But I, I'd love to hear from our folks, uh, our listeners. 254-662-1660 is the number, and we monitor that quite a bit. And uh, and you guys can participate, by the way, who are streaming us as well. We've got a lot of people. In fact, I had lunch with somebody today that is a Dallas individual, and they uh, they listened to us like crazy. And they said, man, just followed you from Dallas to uh, Waco. And uh, we, we so appreciate people like that, people in Austin, Houston. They're just people that like actual radio, and that's, uh, that's very uh, humbling to us. Uh, 254-662-1660 is the number. Real quick, something I wanted to point out is uh, uh, Alan Samuels had just started, um, in fact, just the other day, the all-new, they've got the Wagner Series 2, Wagoneer Series 2 and Series 3 has a 2.9% financing for 72 months. Also $1,500 Conquest bonus cash for Chevy, Ford, GMC, and Toyota, uh, Toyota owners. Uh, come see why Wagoneer is the hottest new vehicle on the road only at Allen Samuels during the Start Something New Sells event. All right, out there at Allen Samuels. Ted Teague got a hold of me on that one. He's the GM out there at Allen Sam- Samuels. Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and uh, those trucks, those Ram trucks are just people go crazy over those things. Aaron, you're a guy who kind of motors around in cars from time to time. Have you, um, Aaron, when's the last time you had a truck? I have never owned a truck. Aaron, it's time. <laughs> it's time. All right. And uh, we'll get you out there to, to Alan Samuels. What a beautiful uh what a beautiful lot. And then, Aaron, even whatever make or model you're driving right now, you can take out. They do a great job on their service out there. 
uh, we're talking like 50,000 square feet of uh, beautiful space. And that's one of the reasons people love it is because it just kind of, it's, uh, it, it's, they're extremely efficient because they've got so many great employees and so much space. So you're not dropping it off on a Tuesday and getting it back like uh, a week later or whatever. They, they just do a great job out there, and I appreciate everything they do, and, and I appreciate them being uh, such great partners on the Matt Mosley Show and with ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, as we continue on, again, you can weigh in on, on these things. I had another NFL nugget for you, though, and this is one I've been kind of monitoring, and I find this fascinating. The owner of the New Orleans Saints was quoted today talking, uh, and this is this has to do with Sean Payton, and that has to do, anytime Sean Payton's name comes up, it won't take you too long to find out why Jerry Jones' name comes up. They, they're very close. Sean is 58 years old, joined the Saints in 2006 from the Cowboys as the head coach. He is now 152 and 89 the regular season. He's 9 and 8 in the postseason with the Super Bowl title. Now, I don't know why we we do beat up on Aaron Rodgers. I, I looked up his record. He's got a Super Bowl ring and he's 11 and 10 in the postseason. At some point, you got to kind of reward people for getting there so often. Um and so I I don't it's like we kind of say Sean Payton is a elite coach but we kind of want to dump on Aaron Rodgers. Now, again, that may be because of his personality to a certain extent. But, I, I mean, Sean Payton's cocky as they come. If you, if you think Aaron Rodgers is, thinks he's the smartest guy <laughs> in every room, you should meet Sean Payton. Now, I've spent a lot of time with Sean in the past. Sean's been very angry at me at times. But I, I actually like Sean. But it would be, boy, that would be fascinating if he came back to the Cowboys. I don't think it'll happen, okay? I the reason I tell you all that is because I do know Sean. And, I, and you would think, well, well Mosley's rooting for Sean to come back. Eh, I, I, I'd love it. It'd be fun to cover. But Sean usually kind of thinks about leaving for a year or whatever, but he always ends up doing some kind of extension with the Saints because the Saints love him. And I think even though he doesn't always admit it, I think he loves the Saints. This is what he – the, the owner of the Saints, Gail Benson, the, um, the uh, widow of um, Tom Benson, the late owner, told Sean Fazende, F-A-Z-E-N-D-E, of Fox 8 there in New Orleans, quote, we don't know. You know who knows? We'll find out soon enough, I guess. I don't think any of us know. But he'll let us know soon enough. Is that, Aaron, that almost sounds kind of like the, the Packers brass talking about Aaron Rodgers, doesn't it? It does. When they talk about Sean Payton in that way. Aaron, <laughs> does, does Sean Payton move the needle a lot more for you? And, and I'll also let our, our listeners in on this, 254-662-1660, if you want to text us or call us. Does Sean Payton move the needle a lot more for you than Dan Quinn would? Yes, it does. And it's, you know, you've, you 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 gave his overall playoff record, which is one game above five hundred. He's got the one Super Bowl ring, but I, I just think that he knows 
I don't. It's hard to explain. I, I I think he is. I just think he knows how to run an organization from a head coaching standpoint as good or better than anyone in the league except Belichick, because he. Had, I don't think he has had as good a talent as some of the teams that he's beaten uh, a few 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 times when he made it. They should have made the Super Bowl a few years ago. That terrible nine call on the uh, pass interference, or else he would have had uh, another Super Bowl appearance and maybe another Super Bowl win. But, yes, uh, to me, Sean Payton absolutely moves a needle. I would actually probably become a Cowboy fan again if they hired Sean Payton because it would be the first coach since Bill Parcells that would actually be a head coach and, and do the things that are best for the team, no matter what Jerry Jones thinks. That's interesting. Aaron, who has uh, turned in his Cowboy rooting card. Aaron, where'd you turn it in? I guess, was it, did it happen that day you officially said it on the air that you're no longer a Cowboys fan? Do it you did. Have a, do you have like a, any kind of paraphernalia or memorabilia that, uh, that you, uh, paraphernalia makes me think of like drugs or something. <laughs> do you have any... Uh, but do you have any Cowboys gear that you oh, I have need to turn in? I have so much stuff. I'm not going to turn hold it on in. to it. Yeah. Won't you give it to though? Don't you have a bunch of nephews and nieces that probably are Cowboys fans? You should pass it along to, to some of those people in your family. I mean, you've got a lot of siblings. Yeah, maybe. How many siblings do you have, Aaron? Um, I have. Let's see. This should not take you long, buddy. It's a. You, I have. Well, I know, but you don't have to name them for no, me. I don't know. I, I, I know, I know, I know. I have six sisters, counting yeah. half-sisters, you know. And oh, okay. I have six sisters and three brothers. Wow. So does that mean that there are ten of y'all? Yes. That, now that, but like I said, that, that's counting, you know, through remarriage for both my mom and my dad. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big oh, extended okay. family. Yeah. We may do a segment coming up soon uh, where we just, you know, we, we just open it up to callers to ask Aaron personal questions. <laughs> like to name his family members and just well, and the, get to know. You yeah. know, the, the thing that I, that I always have to stop on is, is sisters because there's a lot. There's six. So, man, you did. That's a lot of women to grow up with and to be around. And, uh, I don't know when they came into your life, all your, all your, uh, sounds like, you know, like you say, a blended family, but uh, that's, uh, that's interesting. Did, was there a Brady Bunch type feel at one point, Aaron, while you were still at home, or did some of this happen after you'd kind of moved on? No, I, blending? no, there, well, um, yes and no. I mean, I have, uh, I have sisters that, um, Lived in Florida and went to high school there, but they would come yeah. down during the summers, and so. Oh, okay, summers, um, and then you had like a cousin Oliver that would show up, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's when people stopped watching. <laughs> Oliver, you think that's when Brady Bunch jumped the shark? Yes, <laughs> it's when Oliver showed up on the scene, the kid with the glasses. Oh man, who went on from that show for Brady Bunch to have the best? career of the I'm trying to think I, I don't think the, really any of the kids did that much I guess Greg I think Greg Brady maybe made some albums but I, I think you have to go with Florence Henderson I mean she kept doing her thing I mean she because she was the she was the biggest name on the show I think don't you think the mom on Brady Bunch if you were going to name who went on to have the most post Brady Bunch success uh, wouldn't you say it's Florence Henderson 
Yes. Um, who my the who played uh, the middle son? He was Peter on a couple. Pete, yeah, he was on a couple oh. of reality shows, and he ended up oh, marrying okay. a supermodel. Oh. Uh, that was well, well after that. As far as like having a career that <laughs> spans, you know, through right after the show ended, it would definitely be, I think, Florence Henderson. I don't think we can count like celebrity rehab <laughs> no, for like a good, right. a good post career <laughs> era. Okay, uh, it's uh, although I'm, I hope it worked. It is uh, the Matt Mosley show with Aaron Sexton alongside Campus Confidential is next. Recently on Game Time from Blog of the Boys in ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Achua. It's difficult to say anything other than that stems from Mike McCarthy. You know, Mike McCarthy even said they were up against more than just the 11 guys out there on the other side of the field. And so I put, you know, the lion's share of blame on him. But I also, I mean, obviously it goes on the players. And I think a lot of Cowboys fans don't want to come to terms with is It's their fault. They're not good enough. They were not good enough. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, Michael Strahan, and Stacey Sikora. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, February 6th and Sunday, February 7th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. Variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show. More than just guns, you'll find ammo, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, February 5th, 9 to 5, February 6th, from noon to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative, and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. After maybe the best weekend in NFL playoff history, saw three road teams with walk-off field goals winning and the Chiefs and the Bills an instant classic. The stage is set for the conference championships next Sunday, Cincinnati at the Chiefs at 2 o'clock, followed by San Francisco at L.A. at 5.30. The Chiefs and the Rams are early favorites. Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is interviewing for another head coaching position today. Quinn will meet with the New York Giants about their opening. Number 15 Baylor women stretched the lead in the second half and beat number 7 Iowa State 87-61. The Bears will head to Lubbock on Wednesday to face the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Number 5 Baylor men make it two in a row over the weekend beating OU 65-51. Bears will host Kansas State tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley and uh, Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, as we start a week coming off a just tremendous weekend of NFL football. It's inspiring. It's inspired me. At 5 o'clock, we're going to really tr- we got a treat. We have some UNT. We got some mean green people who listen to us. One of the starters for uh, for the Mean Green, J.J. Murray, a uh, young man that has meant a lot to our family, and we've known him since he was a little guy, uh, is uh, now a starting guard for uh, North Texas, and North Texas is really, really good right now. In fact, they won a game in the, in the NCAA tournament. They beat Purdue last year and will likely be back in the NCAA tournament this year. They will soon be in the American Athletic Conference. So if you are a loved one, went to the University of North Texas, or you just like hearing good interviews, um, I would uh, encourage you to be around for that 5 o'clock interview coming up. All right, Aaron, what do you have? Uh, what uh, What's on your plate today for uh, for our uh, Campus Confidential? Current Carolina Panther and former Baylor head football coach Matt Rule would reportedly be, quote, very interested in the Michigan head coaching job if Jim Harbaugh left, according to to CBS Sports' Jason La, uh, Jason Lacanfora, the current Panthers coach, has found himself in the hot seat with owner Dave Tepper after finishing five and twelve. He went uh, five and eleven in his first season as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He fired former offensive coordinator Joe Brady in December after less than two years with the franchise. There's been speculation that uh, Jim Harbaugh could leave Michigan. If a if an opening in the NFL caught his fancy, so to speak, and uh, the one that's been talked about most has obviously been the Las Vegas Raiders, but that hasn't happened yet. But they are saying that if he were to leave, Matt Rule would be very interested in that job. They also said that he kept his eye on the Penn State job, but James Franklin landed an extension. That's also per CBS Sports. Jason Lacanfora. Um, that's interesting. I've known Jason for a long time. Um, Jason Lockham for that is from CBS. It's an interesting report. I, it, it's not completely out of the realm. I, I just wish that for Matt Rule's sake, he didn't always have to be. I mean, it, he comes across, I'm not saying this is totally fair, as a guy who's always looking around. And when you're 
that deep into trying to turn an organization around to have a story out there that you're kind of open to some college job is just not great. It's not a great look. I mean, we had to deal with it as Baylor fans and alums that rule after pretty much every year was either interviewing or interested in the NFL. And then, of course, he left for the NFL. And now it seems like he kind of has one eye uh, out the door. Part of that might be he doesn't maybe love the setup there, maybe doesn't think they have the quarterback, thinks he can win long term. I don't know. But he, again, fair or not, Matt Rule now has the reputation of someone who's always uh, looking for something better and or looking, uh, looking at the whatever's next. And... It's also never a great look to be openly, and again, I, I, this report may be wrong. It, it, may, it may be unfair to Matt, and it, even if it is correct, he probably tried to do this privately, but somehow through an agent or something, somebody's talked to Lock and Fora. And does this, you know, what what does this do? What does this do? Is Harbaugh possibly going to get one of these openings? Would he leave Michigan? The thought is. Harbaugh is someone who can't – they have different reputations. Matt Rule is, does not um, – you know, I don't think Matt truly wears out his welcome like Harbaugh does. Harbaugh generally has a shelf life of four to five years, and it's probably best that he moves on to the next thing. Well, he's now been at Michigan, which is his alma mater, for, I don't know, six or seven seasons. So it would make sense that he might be looking around, but I, I uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think it's a great look for Matt Rule. The new AP Top 25 men's basketball poll is out. Auburn is your new number one, receiving 45 first place votes. Gonzaga is two with 15. Arizona received one first place vote, and they're number three. Baylor is number four, followed by Kansas at five. Houston tied for seventh with UCLA. Texas Tech is 13, and Iowa State is 23. Baylor rebounded from consecutive losses while they were ranked number one to beat West Virginia and Oklahoma last week. Aaron, I know you have some ties to that Houston staff. What Kelvin Sampson is doing is uh, nothing short of remarkable. Uh, They've lost one player I know of, uh, one of the star players for the year, they Grimes, I think, is in the NBA now from last year, and and they, I mean, they have truly lost some great talent, and yet this guy just coaches up who he has, and he's he's generally a guy that he can take his and beat yours. That's just the way Kelvin Sampson's wired. He's also wired not to complain about who he has and or how the media covers him. Penny Hardaway looked like a joke. I mean, he really embarrassed himself recently with an expletive-filled rant after a Memphis loss to SMU. It was at Memphis, and he just basically went after the media for not treating them, you know, for the way they covered Memphis and maybe not noting that they were missing a bunch of players and players transferred out of there and that type thing. That's embarrassing. When you, when you do that and then you come out and you drop all kinds of F-bombs and, you, you know, you cuss, first of all, l- let's not act like the Memphis media 
is the toughest thing in America. I, I uh, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> no. but I don't think the Memphis Appeal or whatever the newspaper there or the Memphis Tigers.com or who, whoever's out there in Memphis, 247, I don't think that is the toughest media that's ever been a, a, out here. Okay, I don't think it's the New York media or the Philly media or even the the fabled Dallas media. It's not it's not it's not that. It's not anything that's that scary. And P- Penny Hardaway has been used to for his whole career going back to his NBA days to being babied and worshiped. And so when things go south, he, he's he's going to but he sound I mean I, I would be, if I were a Memphis Tiger alum, I would be very, very embarrassed. And I'm just, I'm glad that Scott Drew, first of all, Scott's just not wired that way. But I'm just glad that Scott would never go public and say a bunch of horrible stuff like the guy said. I mean, it's just, first of all, he works at Baylor, and Scott's a very devout Christian guy. That's just not the way, Scott's extremely competitive. Don't get, don't get me wrong here. And I'm sure Scott has maybe dropped a – I don't think he's ever dropped a really bad word, maybe the D word or hell. I bet he's said hell before. But I don't think he's been around. I, I would – it would shock me if Scott had ever dropped an, even the S word. Hardaway went crazy in front of the media the other day. It's, it's, it really was an embarrassment. It made me – again, I'm always thankful for Scott, but it made me uh, – it, it reminded me of how fortunate we are. All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us, sir? On the women's side, the AP Top 25 also out. South Carolina remains number one. They received 29 of 30 first-place votes. Number three, NC State re- received one. Stanford is number two. Uh, Baylor moves up to 11 in this week's poll. Texas is nine. Iowa State falls to 13. Oklahoma, 18. And Kansas State enters at 25 on the women's side of the AP Top 25 poll. All right, you said, did you say K-State showed up at 25? Yes. All right, did you see the beating they put on the Oklahoma women? <laughs> yes. And a historic, historic scoring performance in that game. Yeah, I, I'll i have to look that up. It was like, uh, her name was what, Yuoka? You, you, uh, Aoka? Anyway, she scored 61. I think we should get her name right. I'll look it up here in a minute. But uh, that's that's phenomenal. Scored 61 on OU. I mean, first of all, you got to get up a ton of shots. you got to be making, I would assume she hit a, a bunch of threes, unless she's just a post player, just went dominant down there. But I bet she made a – to get to 61 in a, in a women's college game, which, you know, you, you, you have quarters in those games. You have first quarter, second quarter. You know, you play um, quarters, eight-minute quarters. That's that's insane to uh, to end up with, uh, wait, eight-minute quarters or ten-minute quarters? Aaron, why am I doubting myself all of a sudden? Because it used to be 20 minutes, just like the men. You play 20 minutes and then 20 minutes. So I guess it would be ten-minute quarters. Anyway, um, that's un- that's insane. 61 points for Kansas State. So they end up in the top 25. Bears move up from 15 to number 11. I thought that was funny. I One thing that uh, Nikki Collin, we'll have her on tomorrow, 
Um, I, I hope she's just joking. I hope she's not listening to the naysayers out there because she had some mention of like, yeah, the hashtag, the fire Nikki Collin hashtags may, may, may uh, calm down. I think she was just kidding. Surely she was because I can't. I'm sorry. Even the, even the most over-the-top uh, Kim Mulkey fan, and there are a lot of them out there. I mean, we all admired what Kim Mulkey did, but I don't think she's going to start like a fire <laughs> Nikki Collin hashtag. Is that a thing? Tell me on the text line if that's a thing. Surely it's not. The text line is 254-662-1660. All right, Aaron, how would you like to finish up today's Campus Confidential. Quick college football recruiting note. Five-star linebacker Harold Perkins decommitted from Texas A&M today. Perkins, the number four overall prospect in this year's class and the top outside linebacker. He's a 6'3", 210-pound recruit from Cypress Park High School in Cyprus. He had only recently committed to the Aggies on January 2nd during the Under Armour All-American game. He was one of four five-star commitments in this class for Texas A&M, which included includes the number one overall prospect, Walter Nolan. So their uh, class, even with this decommitment, will still be the top ranked in the country. But uh, a big decommitment for Texas A&M football. He took a visit recently to Florida and was impressed with uh, new coach Billy Napier, and he will be visiting LSU this weekend. All right. Aaron had to get that in there. This is a known anti-Aggie uh guy aggies i'm sorry i wanted okay, to end on I, a high note i know <laughs> i like that <laughs> now the aggies i am a uh, i like talking about the aggies okay i'm not I'm, I'm a baylor grad and baylor baylor fan but uh but i do not mind talking about the aggies and i have very close friends who are aggies but aaron is very anti-aggie they, you know, I think they'll still be okay with that number one recruiting class. And, uh, I mean, Aaron, you couldn't find an Aggie right now who's not happy as a, I mean, as everything. Sitting there, they go eight and four. But they got the number one recruiting class in the country, and they beat Alabama. So, I would say most Aggies, I would say, and I don't, it's not fair to say all Aggies. I would say 85% of Aggies are very pleased with how last season ended and are just fine with everything. Would you say is that, is that too low or too high? No, that's I think that's right. And and okay. and this decommitment it's you know, it's a big. He's the number 4 overall player, but their class was already this was like a a big bonus at the end that they got. It was already one of the one of the best classes in recent memory and the best this year without uh, Perkins. So his decommitment not ideal, but they still have the number one recruiting class. All right. I heard somebody told me Perkins was spotted in Waco over the weekend. <laughs> Let's get those rumors. <laughs> Let's just get some rumors started. All right. We have a, uh, a treat for you coming up at uh, here in a, just a few minutes. Uh, one of the uh, great players in Conference USA uh, helped lead UNT to a uh, – a conference championship this past season and in a win in the NCAA tournament. J.J. Murray joins us next. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. 
someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Dr. Larissa Callie is the board-certified orthodontist at West Temple Orthodontics. Dr. Callie and her team provide state-of-the-art orthodontic treatment here in Central Texas. Our fully digital office means no more messy impressions. At West Temple Orthodontics, we provide private and semi-private treatment areas and offer Friday and Saturday appointments to help accommodate even the busiest families. Schedule your complimentary consultation today at westtempleorthodontics.com. The smile you've always deserved is only a phone call or a few clicks away. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Camille Johnson Realtors congratulates the Big 12 Conference football champion Baylor Bears. Camille is a proud Baylor University graduate and is a longtime supporter of her community and all the Baylor Bear athletic programs. For over 36 years, Camille has been in the real estate world and she started her own company, Camille Johnson Realtors, six years ago. Her group of 29 real estate agents are all successful, smart, and experienced, and they have helped hundreds of satisfied Central Texas buyers and sellers. Learn more at CamilleJohnson.com and go Bears. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show. Thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram. Thank you to the uh, Baylor Club. Oh, I love going to the Baylor Club. What a beautiful view that is of the Brazos and the stadium. And uh, right now we go to our phone line, and um, we have none other than J.J. Murray joining us, who is a uh, starting guard for the Mean Green, University of North Texas, and a longtime friend of mine, friend of the show, all of those things. J.J., uh, congratulations. The, uh, the, uh, the, the Mean Green coming off a big win over uh, Old Dominion, and uh, you guys are off to uh, a really hot start this season. Um, no doubt. It's always good when we can, you know, have a 2-0 and weekend in conference play. So, you know, that's a blessing. And, you know, thanks for having me on. It's always good talking to you. 
Yeah, yeah, it's great to visit with you, and uh, we go way back even to your, uh, not only your Rowlett days, but uh, even as the, uh, uh, your Sunday school days at Wilshire Baptist, and, uh, and of course, uh, you had some three-year-old Sunday school teachers that really, I would say, is it too much to uh, say that they, they, those, those Sunday school teachers changed your life, JJ? <laughs> That's the way. That's the way I like to tell it. But well, I would say uh, it's accurate to say we go way back. Do you have any? Do you have any memories of being three years old and me being your Sunday school teacher, or do you think you, or you just think you might have a slight memory of it? Um, honestly, honestly, I don't remember too much. I do remember <laughs> us occasionally going and grab a bite uh, to eat after Sunday yeah. school. So. That's what I do yeah. remember. Yeah, and your dad. Then, as you you got bigger and bigger, and you in school, your dad would. And I was on Dallas radio. Your dad would send me uh, videos and and even CDs, which of course promptly I would watch and then misplace. And then your dad was like, uh, you know, he would stay after me. Hey, Matt, I need that. I need those videos back that I that I sent you. So I got to kind of watch your career. Um, it's a it's a fascinating story, uh, JJ. How you um became a starter at UNT I mean you went you did not do it the easy route uh Eastfield to UNT as a walk-on until last season they uh, uh you, you you got put on scholarship and now you are what we call a super senior I I would say uh JJ most walk-on stories don't end in a guy becoming a starter on the team has have folks kind of uh uh, reminded you of that, that you're sort of the rare exception to the rule? Uh, yeah, a little bit, you know, since it's, I always tell when people ask me about my story, I always say um, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, think back on it just because we have so much ahead of us that we're still trying to accomplish. So I always say maybe one day I'll like, you know, once I'm done playing, I'll stop and think about it and, and think just how hard and how rare it is to do what I've done. But um, you know, we, we, we do a good job of just, you know, trying to focus on, you know, the, you know, the next game and, you know, just getting better every day that I haven't really thought about, you know, how, <laughs> how crazy it is to be in the position I'm in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't admire your, I, I you kind of let me be your hype man on Twitter. You've noticed <laughs> I, uh, talking to JJ Murray starter for the university of North Texas, you're one of those rare guys, JJ, that you take probably more pride in defense um, than you do even scoring. And you can hit the three. You hit three uh, You hit three threes in a game here recently. You scored a ton in Juco ball. Uh, and, and, uh, and then you just decided, hey, this, is, this needs to be my role. Um, when did you – were you, a, were you a, a, a tremendous defender even in high school? Or did that did – that, when did that really – or was that not till you got to North Texas that you really turned yourself into kind of a – what what you're now known as is kind of a lockdown defender. Um, yeah, so it definitely started at North Texas. So I wouldn't say I was ever a bad defender, but it, it my co- like my previous coaches um, never really demanded much on that end of the, uh, of the ball. So it wasn't until I got to North Texas that you know they demanded that we play defense. So I I figured that out early that you know if I could defend at a high level, then I'll be able to you know, play for this team, you know, everything else uh, will kind of come along on the offensive side. You know, I scored a lot in Juco, but I, 
I realized also that that wasn't, a, you know, a premium or that wouldn't be needed from uh, from me, at least here, just because I'm playing with so good of players. Um, and so, you know, it's just kind of, you know, coming into the situation and seeing what the coaches value and, you know, trying to be good at those things. Yeah, the other night that player came into the game averaging 20 points a game. Jamil, I believe, is the name. I was watching that. And he might have ended up with like 10 or 11, but for the most part, he didn't even get to eight until the very end of the game. And in a game like that, J.J., does, do you actually come in with a game plan like, okay, J.J., you're going you're gonna to play this guy one-on-one. You're going to man him up pretty much every time you're in the game. Is that how, how you approach it? And is that, uh, is that the case more than not, that you, you end up uh, on the opposing team's best, uh, best guard? Um. Yeah. So ever since I started playing, it's pretty much I, I pretty much guard the ball, uh, the guy who's you know bringing the ball up or uh, most of the game. And for me, um, I kind of just look at it as in if I can you know keep this guy you know below his average or you know just make it super hard on him, even if he is hitting shots, then we have a pretty good chance to win. Because most of the time, those are the guys that uh, make their teams go, or you know they 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 say the engine of their team. So. If I can, you know, make life hard on them, then um, I know it gives us the best chance to win. And, you know, I get a lot of credit just being on the ball and, you know, being active and things like that. But our defense is a team defense. So I just try to do my job. And, and, and you know, everybody has to do their job in order for us to uh, be really good defensively. What has uh, Baylor's own Grant McCaslin meant to you? He's a great coach uh, at North Texas. In fact, has his name has circulated around for some of these uh, big jobs. I'm sure you're grateful that maybe he's going to hold off on getting one of those jobs till till you graduate. <laughs> but um, what uh, you know, Coach Mack, I guess y'all call him, um, uh, and he went to Baylor. In fact, was one of my, uh, I guess he was my sister's age, but he actually was in my fraternity at Baylor and played at Baylor. Um, and I know he was loving when Baylor won that national title. Although y'all actually beat Purdue in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and North Texas people were going crazy over that. Mm-hmm. What has uh, yep. What's Grant meant to you personally and uh, into your basketball career? Uh, he's meant everything. You know, you, you know, you touch on y'all's relationship, which is, you know, a big reason um, that I'm here. Um, but he's, he's given me an opportunity to fulfill my dream of playing um, in real games in Division I basketball. And, um, I feel like I'm forever indebted to Coach Mack for giving me the opportunity because, as you know, you've been, you know, covering college basketball for long enough to know that, you know, not many coaches even, you know, will consider giving a walk-on a shot no matter how good he is, just given how many talented players, I mean, 13 scholarship players usually come in. So you are you automatically come in as a 14th or 15th guy um, in that rotation. So, um, you know, I just – I'm fortunate that he, like you said, stuck around. Um, he's still around uh, for my last, uh, you know, year. And I just appreciate him for actually giving a walk on a real opportunity um, to play in games. And, you know, maybe that goes back to him being a walk on, but um, that's not um, very common in college basketball. So I'll, I'll always appreciate Coach Nick for that. Yeah, I, I tried. To, I wanted you to be at, at Baylor selfishly, um, and uh, but I think it worked out because uh, I'm not saying you couldn't have forced your way on the court at some point, but uh, but UNT, you've become like a prime time, you know, 30 minutes a game type player. Talking to J.J. Murray from University of North Texas, 
Um, and JJ, I love I love some of your teammates. You know, I've I've kind of started since you were on the team, starting to I watch y'all a lot when I can and keep up with who's doing what. Abu was a big dude last year that was a backup and would come in and give you like you know nine or ten nice minutes, and now that guy's capable of like. 17 or 18 points and double double every time out and then um, um you know it's just an interesting makeup of a team because reese i think went to south carolina hamlet's trying mm-hmm. to play some he's in the uh, the g league now he was a great story last year bell is one of those unbelievable athletes who's just i i, I can't call him the best shooter ever but he's so slithery he can kind of get to that left hand i mean it's a fascinating sort of group that that you put together um is that i mean is that how you see it it just seems like for whatever reason the personalities for the last two seasons have meshed extremely well oh for sure um you know i think about it you know every now and then um but recently i was just thinking how fortunate i've been to play with such talented players and um i don't i mean you can i don't know recruiting is weird because Obviously, you want to try to recruit the right guys, but sometimes it just doesn't kind of work out that way. But since I've been here, and specifically the last few years, we just have brought in guys that have, like, worked, um, that, you know, value putting in the work and just are good guys off the court, too. So, And they're also really good at basketball. So, I mean, I think we're pretty fortunate to have the group that we have. And, yeah, credit to Abu. He's, he really has worked super hard since he's been on campus. And, you know, Thomas uh, Bell, he's my roommate. And, you know, we were two of the guys that decided to use the uh, COVID year. And, you know, yeah. Tyler, Ruben, we, we got a lot of guys that I feel like are really underrated nationally but are really, really good. So I'm just fortunate to be able to play with those guys and, you know, passing the ball on offense. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen – you know, they always I, – I get kind of mad at your social media people because they'll like – They'll, and I mean, it's it's they're, they're great. They actually do a really good job. But like, the, they'll you'll have some unbelievable assist to Abu down the baseline, and then I'll, they they give Abu all the credit. So I'm always tweeting like, "Look at the pass there from JJ." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you don't seek any credit, but I always like you getting credit. So I find myself, uh, you know, jumping in on on those kinds of things. It's a fun team. Grant's a Grant's a great coach. Y'all y'all. Sadly, you know, the, the tragic story, we lost Coach uh, Haggerty, who was a great player mm-hmm. at Baylor, and I loved Nelson. I mean, I loved watching him, and I know that had to be tough on on everybody. Let me ask you this. the um, uh, talking to J.J. Murray from University of North Texas. Now, you have – have you graduated already with your engineering degree, or when did – have you – are you already in graduate school? I know you were thinking about, you know – going to graduate school where are you with that because i've i've always tried to figure out how in the world you balance all that i mean this is not like this is this is a big time engineering school um and you know you're also having to you know do the work of a of a d1 athlete i, I that's a that's a that's got to be a difficult thing to balance yeah so it's it's super tough i was when i was i actually graduated with my bachelor's um in mechanical engineering in may of last year and so um yeah i was just talking to some of my classmates and you know they asked me the same thing i don't know how you did it i was just like telling them that i don't i can't really tell them how but i just i don't think i would do it again just with how hard it was um but uh, currently i'm working on my um, mba in supply chain management um, and so um, I just started that this semester, so I'm, I'm expected to finish that um, sometime next spring. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's super tough. Obviously, when I was a walk-on, you know, school came first uh, for my first yeah. couple of years, so it was a little easier to manage. But you know, once I was put on scholarship and you know I was I was able to crack the rotation, it was a little harder to you know manage. And um, but uh, I was able to do it. And so, just a credit to you know my my teachers for you know being flexible and um, accommodating me, and then my coaches for. Um, you know, helping out as well. All right, and so what will be next? Next is winning a, another Conference USA um, championship, and obviously even going deeper into the NCAA tournament. We that goes without saying. But now, what what will you um, engineering wise? What do you want to? Uh, what what area do you see yourself going into? Um, so I'm I'm looking at uh, since I do um, have about a year, maybe a year and a half left in my MBA. I'm looking at you know, maybe, you know, doing some internships um, just locally with maybe some connections that I have and then um, then going into full-time, you know, sometime next year or if I, if I feel like there's a full-time position um, after the season that um, intrigues me a little bit more, then I'll probably go into that. But I'll definitely be an uh, engineer and this is my last season, so a plan, so just trying to make the most of it, like you said, make a run at the NCAA tournament again. That's that's always the dream. All right, and and give a shout out to your brothers and sisters while you're on here. You know, Joel, one of the great competitors too, who played uh, college basketball. Has he finished up out at uh, West Texas? Is that where he finished up his career? So he uh, was at West Texas. He just he's transferred to Long Beach State this year. Okay. And he's yeah, so he's he's having a pretty good year this year and they they they're coming off. They won two games this week too. And yeah. so um yeah, my little brother Devin is a, a sophomore um in high school now. So he's you know kind of getting better every day. He's going to be yeah. really good too. Might be the best one. And then you know I got five or six <laughs> other siblings as you know um <laughs> that are older uh, are old, older than us. So we got a big family. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your dad is. Uh, I've always admired him. A great guy. Mom too. But I. Uh, I just had to laugh because your dad. When I sat with him for a game, he's a little bit more opinionated than I realized. You know about what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> he, yeah, he doesn't yeah. hold back with some of his opinions. So, uh, but tell everybody I said hey. It was fun having you. And then, uh, what? Tell us what the next big game is. I, I've been catching some of these. I get on ESPN Plus, and then some of them the other night. I think y'all were on ESPN U. Uh, what's the next big game coming up? Um, so our next, uh, you know, at this point in conference, every, the next game is a, is a, the biggest game. So Thursday we have Southern Miss on the road, um, and so that's our next big game. So hopefully, I know when we get back, hopefully you can make a game. I know. I know you're waiting for that conference tournament in Frisco. You won't <laughs> tell me that, but I know I know that's what it is. <laughs> I like to get out there to the pit, and I uh, that lot tech thing kind of intrigues me. Uh, uh, so we'll get out there. We'll get out there. I like that whatever that pizza joint is down the street from the super pit. I always enjoy that. But uh, JJ, great to great to visit with you, and uh, can't wait to see you soon. All right, no doubt, Matt. Thanks for having me on. You bet. There he goes. J.J. Murray, uh, starting guard at uh, University of North Texas, and uh, just all around great guy. And uh, it's uh, you should watch these games. The guy is a lockdown defender, and then he's got some players on his team 
Uh, the one guy he mentioned, Aaron, named Tyler. That guy's last name is uh, Perry. Tyler Perry, like the like the director. Really? Actor. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler Perry. They got a guy named Abu. Uh, his last name's Abu. They just call him Abu, and he's a big he's a big 6'11 power guy who's really good around the bucket. But it's a fun team. It's a really, really fun team. Uh, and uh, this guy just he showed up as a walk-on and just fought his way onto scholarship, and now he starts for uh, University, of Te- uh, University of North Texas Mean Green. All right, um, we're going to hear a little bit from Scott Drew, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, game uh, that they just had, uh, Baylor coming off the game in, uh, in Norman, the kind of the good and the bad from that we discuss next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat coming up. Big wins for Baylor men's and women's basketball over the weekend. Plus men's tennis with a doubleheader in Waco today. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Wear what the Bears wear. Get the latest in Baylor Nike gear at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It was a top 15 showdown in the Farrell Center yesterday afternoon as 15th ranked Baylor hosted number seven Iowa State. And Baylor came away with a signature win for head coach Nikki Collin. Baylor all over the Cyclones, winning 87-61 the final score. A big day for guard Jordan Lewis, who hit six of seven threes on her way to a 24-point game. Also, 14 points and 21 rebounds for Queen Egbo. I feel like everybody contributed in a statement fashion somewhere or another throughout the game you know of course Jordan Sarah Jamie hit big shots but I definitely feel like we were able to get rebounds we were able to crash get to the rim we were able to do a lot of the things we've been working on all year but now it came together as a team rather than as individuals and I really feel like that's kind of what made the statement and that's kind of what got us going is knowing that we can play together and we can all succeed at the same level. Queen Egbo and the Bears, winners over Iowa State yesterday in front of a great crowd in the Farrell Center, 87-61 the final score. Baylor now 13-4 on the season. They've won three straight in Big 12 play to run their record to 3-2. Next up, headed to Lubbock to play Texas Tech on Wednesday. 
And on Saturday, Scott Drew and the Baylor men won their second road game of the week in Big 12 play, winning in a great defensive effort over Oklahoma 65-51 the final score. Baylor forced 25 Sooner turnovers in the victory, had four players in double-figure scoring, led by Adam Flagler, 16, and L.J. Criers, 14. With the win, the Bears now 17-2 on the season. They're 5-2 in Big 12 conference play, hosting Kansas State tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center. And today, Baylor men's tennis continues their spring schedule with a doubleheader hosting Abilene Christian today at 11 a.m., Boise State this afternoon at 4. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The rain is over with, and we're going to keep mostly cloudy skies in the forecast. Patchy fog developing overnight with lows falling to 40 degrees, and tomorrow some dense fog possible in the morning. So again, use caution on the roadways. We'll start to see clearing skies by the afternoon with highs topping out around 60 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's you'll love our sausage. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. The self-employed face a particular challenge with respect to health coverage. Healthcare costs have just skyrocketed and it has really gotten to where it's very complex and confusing. Hurley Benefit Services Vice President Tammy Hurley. Self-employed individuals have such a personal responsibility and so they really like being able to be in charge of their personal insurance policies and their choices. Health insurance, if you're self-employed, doesn't have to be hard to buy. Hurley Benefit Services can help. Being a self-employed individual, you are are working so hard on your business and to know all the answers or to even know what questions to ask about insurance is tough. Come to us, we can answer those questions for you and find a package that you're going to be able to afford and it's going to meet your needs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned and they're online at HurleyBenefitServices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y BenefitServices.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. After maybe the best weekend in NFL playoff history, saw three road teams with walk-off field goals winning and the Chiefs and the Bills an instant classic. The stage is set for the conference championships next Sunday, Cincinnati at the Chiefs at 2 o'clock, followed by San Francisco at L.A. at 5.30. The Chiefs and the Rams are early favorites. 
Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is interviewing for another head coaching position today. Quinn will meet with the New York Giants about their opening. Number 15 Baylor women stretched the lead in the second half and beat number 7 Iowa State 87-61. The Bears will head to Lubbock on Wednesday to face the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Number 5 Baylor men make it two in a row over the weekend beating OU 65-51. Bears will host Kansas State tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Meyer picks up his dribble, turns, shoots. Oh, and he hit a three! His best option was oh, to shoot goodness. a three, and he nailed it. That was uh, a fun moment. There's uh, John Morris on ESPN Central Texas, part of that. Uh, Part of that Learfield IMG group and uh, doing a uh, that, that that was one of those just funny. As only Matthew Meyer, he kind of he's he's just he's got someone on him, and he's kind of turned to the side and he just rises and just shoots right over somebody and makes it kind of a hand down man down sort of situation, as Mark Jackson would say. And um, I thought it was. Uh, uh, I, it was it was a really good response in some ways. I, I'm still a little troubled, and we'll play some of this for you. Uh, you'll hear me ask Scott Drew uh, in this uh, back and forth our, our uh, interview uh, post game interview session with Coach Drew. I, I would say the uh, the only thing that worries me about this team, first of all, James McKenzie, the point guard is just not quite himself yet, and he had a really tough scoring game. Played, you know, did had a good court, had some good leadership out there, had some really good assists, was not scoring until kind of right at the end, and then he had a bad spill, and uh, just right back on his tailbone, and so worried that maybe he re-injured it, or uh, I still got to be soreness. Those things just never get totally okay when you have a bad uh, tailbone-type issue. He's a very tough guy. So he's trying to play through it. He re-injures it and uh, has to leave the game. And then we're waiting for Sohan, uh, Sohan to Jeremy Sohan to get back from that ankle injury. So there's a lot going on. I would say the part that worries me is that they they'll throw a haymaker at you and be up by ten or eleven with hit some threes. And but last year's team sustained that. And, and went ahead and knocked the other team out with about 10, 15, 10 minutes left in a game. This year's team is le- kind of letting teams climb back in. And this game, there was a call that did not go uh, Oklahoma's way, and then a player, Tanner Groves, got a technical. The announcers made way too much of it and, and acted like that's the only reason Baylor won the game. They had a lead already. Oklahoma was carving into it. Uh, and had cut it to, I think, four points. And so they wanted a flagrant call on Meyer. And quite honestly, it just wasn't a flagrant. It was a, a guy who kind of got himself faked up into the air. And he had he didn't mean in any way to connect with Tanner Groves, the, the big man for Oklahoma. But, boy, you would have thought it was the worst call ever. And... Um, and, and so the announcers on, on uh, ESPN Plus made a huge deal out of it anyway. What I wanted to let you sample, though, was uh, some of what I just referenced. This is um, Scott Drew uh, talking, visiting with reporters uh, immediately after the game. We like this week a lot better than last week. 
Um, that's first and foremost. Uh, uh, it was great having James back. Uh, he four assists, one turnover, four steals. Defensively, uh, guys were outstanding. Thought we took away a lot of the easy buckets that we gave up the first time we faced them. Um, caused 25 turnovers, which is outstanding. And then uh, uh, offensively, second half, uh, we shot 61%, a lot more effective, and uh, 79 from the free throw line. We made free throws when we needed to. First question from John Warner with the Waco Tribune. Scott, uh, what did you guys do different defensively, maybe from the first time to, to hold them down like that? Schematically, we uh, uh, changed how we did things. We, we switched a lot more, um, stayed with the man on the cuts, um, made sure we did a better job protecting the paint. Uh, and then I think uh, being a lot more locked into their personnel. The first time we faced them, uh, uh, new staff, a lot of new players, and I thought we were a lot better prepared this time around. And uh, I thought the players did a much better job. I thought we did a much better job preparing them. So overall, it was a good team win. Next question from Kendall Cowell with second 365. Uh, Scott, career high 28 minutes from Flo tonight. What did you see from him that allowed him to play so well in that many minutes? I thought Flo did a great job rolling, first of all, um, getting his hands on uh, uh, balls and 10, 10 rebounds. Um, uh, just was active and defensively was really locked in on the assignment and uh, uh, um, really did a good job. And that's, that's, that's the one thing like uh, uh, – Last game we hit threes and Matt came out and was on fire and every game's different and that's why you got to have different people and you got to have people that um, uh, the more weapons or people that can come in and contribute uh, when it's not your night. Uh, hopefully the defense is always constant, taking care of the ball is constant, but um, the shooting that, that 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 comes and goes. You got to make sure you're controlling the right shot you take. Um, but I thought uh, second half we did a much better job not settling for the first three, getting the ball inside and uh, um, getting free throw line a lot more. Next question from Jerry Hill, Baylor Bear Insider. Scott, you were talking about the different weapons or different people that step up. Kendall Brown seemed like this was maybe his most active game, most productive game in conference. Yeah, I thought uh, um, uh, he was assertive, um, did a great job with uh, uh, um, defensively being locked in uh, to what uh, his assignment was. And um, Matt having uh, foul trouble, Kendall had to, to, uh, to help pick up uh, uh, the slack. But uh, uh, 10, 8, and uh, 3, two steals, uh, a lot of good things. And for all freshmen, it's an uh, adaptation in the beginning of the Big 12, the physicality, uh, um, the speed, um, just how hard everything is. And uh, uh, I think uh, uh, it takes some getting used to, and, and uh, hopefully in the second half, uh, uh, he will can, can keep improving because um, he's, he's a lot more physical and a lot more uh, 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 sure of himself out there after getting reps and going against uh, what, what, he's, what he's seen so far in the Big 12. Next question from Eric Kelly with KWKT TV in Waco. Coach, how do you think James looked in his first game back? And then how's he feeling after kind of that unfortunate fall right into that same area? Well, I purposely, I was trying not to put him in those situations, and then we needed a bucket. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, he's really good at finishing. Unfortunately, uh, hit that tailbone again. So, um, uh, We'll keep rehabbing them, and uh, it's 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 a bruise, so uh, it's all pain tolerance, and it's really painful. But uh, uh, he's a tough kid too. Next question from Jack Allen with KXXB TV in Waco. Yeah, Scott, on that uh, period in the game with the technical foul and Matt's flagrant, no flagrant call, can you walk us through what the officials told you in that moment? And then also, emotions seemed like they were running high. What what were things like in the huddle during that time? Well, I think. Uh, um, uh, First, you, if there's a foul and you go to the replay, 
you can't now call the file. Now you could call if it was a, a flagrant file and, and it wasn't a flagrant file. So, um, I mean, every game officials miss, I don't know, seven to 10 calls a game. They'll probably tell you if it's seven, they did a great job. I mean, they're human. Um, same thing with coaches. We make mistakes, players make mistakes. So that was a call that uh, um, I, I haven't seen the replay, but if he did follow him uh, and it, you can't go back and call it, it wasn't a flagrant file. And uh, those were really big free throws by LJ. And uh, uh, credit LJ, it's not always easy making technicals either. Um, being in the free throw line by yourself, it was the first time he was at the line. So they were really big free throws by him. Next question from Matt Mosley with ESPN Central Texas. You know, Scott, y'all used to, y'all sometimes, especially last year, would bury teams with those haymakers. Um, mm -hmm. You've had early starts with the haymaker. Today you had one, and yeah. it looked like you were about to put them away in the second half. And then they kind of climbed back into it. What do you, I mean, I know it's on the road and those things are tough, but what are you seeing that's maybe allowing that to happen? Because obviously, yeah. y'all, at one point, we're burying teams like that. Yeah. So I think, I think a couple things. First, you'd look at it. And last year, we had a lot of guys that had been in the Big 12 and a lot of third, fourth, fifth year college guys. Um, this year, we have a lot of guys that, uh, uh, First year, second year, um, a, a, a late game against Oklahoma State in a ball screen. We had Kendall as a freshman and uh, LJ as a sophomore. Last year, it had been fifth-year guy in Mark and a fourth-year college guy in Davion. So I think experience is one thing. Um, the second thing is when you have injuries, that affects your depth. When it affects your depth, uh, it, it affects your ability to continue to put the heat, the pressure, uh, get separation. And then I think uh, the third thing and probably the biggest thing um, is fans. And at the end of the day, uh, they make a huge impact in sports. Um, the closer, uh, the more impact. And in basketball, more than any other sport, uh, they have an impact. And so last year, you, you virtually had the best team won because there weren't, weren't many fans. And that, that also affects uh, uh, the game, your team, their, their, their team officiating everything. So uh, it makes it a little easier. But you get, you get a rambunctious crowd that gets you back into a game, uh, makes it harder to go away. I mean, that's all, that's all part of it. Same thing, Oklahoma State, they, they were running away from us, and our fans helped us get back into that game. Um, but I, I would think those would be the three things you'd look at right away and you would, you would articulate. And if, if there would be a fourth, it would be the league overall has a lot of older guys. You look at most of the scouting reports, there's a lot of fourth, fifth, six-year guys that might be seven, eight, ninth, tenth men on teams. So what happens is uh, uh, an 18-year-old, they might get rattled, they might get down, they might pout. Uh, a 22, 23-year-old, they've already been there several times. They know how to battle back a little easier. That's a good answer, man. <laughs> I thought it was really from Andrew Miner. Yeah, Coach, uh, last six minutes left in the game on the road. A lot of craziness going on, starting with uh, James go going uh, going out again. Uh, what was the key in your mind to, uh, to the team being able to stay calm and, and fight through that adversity? A lot of craziness going on to ultimately pull away and, and win in the end. I think first, we, we executed on the offensive end and we made free throws. Second, on the defensive end, uh, uh, we got a lot of stops and I thought the zone really uh, uh, gave us that opportunity. Final question from Eric Kelly with KWKTTV in Waco. Coach, just in terms of something you were talking about earlier, when you have those kind of like four or five guys who are in double digits and you've got that balance there, what's the area in which when you need a big shot? Is it make it better because you have more guys to go to or does it make it harder because you don't have that one guy who averages 17 or 18 to where you know, okay, this is the guy I'm going to give the ball to when we need a bucket? 
That's a good question. And uh, um, every coach would rather have five, six, seven, eight guys in double figures because it makes for a much happier locker room, happier team, much harder team to guard. Um, if you got one guy that's a primary scorer, it's so many things you can do. You can deny him the ball. You can box in one of them. You can trap him. You can take the ball out of his hands. So uh, with us, I, I think uh, uh, there's two things. One, who's playing well for us. Two, what matchups are good? What actions aren't they guarding as well? Um, I think that all comes into play. Uh, and then and then hopefully you can take advantage of, of something like that. And a lot of times, uh, uh, if you just have uh, let players make plays too, which means give them the freedom to uh, uh, get an advantage and then create an advantage for their teammate, uh, rather than because uh, uh, sets are so so scouted in our league, it's not often you get a bucket off off of your initial offense. Normally, you have to break the defense down uh, unless it's transition, and usually that's only off of turnovers. That was Baylor head coach Scott Drew, his uh, post-game Zoom press conference after the Bears' victory over Oklahoma on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, – I, I tell you, Aaron, that was uh, – I, I just enjoyed and, – and you got to hear kind of like I was talking about uh, when I asked him about and, – and uh, it was kind of funny how Scott said, you know, did you like that answer or whatever – uh, he gave a really nice, long, detailed answer to my question, which was basically along the lines of, I thought it was interesting, the, the crowds are more hostile. They're bigger crowds because of the COVID stuff that was, was happening last year, and the crowds were smaller in some places. They weren't really there at all. And so that's a factor. And then, and then some of the injuries, the depth issues, and then just newer players. That uh, and so last year they just buried people with their uh, with their defense and three point shooting and and then those teams never they never uh, they never came back, Aaron. I mean they never they never uh, were able to get off the mat. And I would just say in some of these games they're just not they're first of all they're throwing haymakers early. This game they had they were up uh, twelve to four. The other day they were up at West Virginia like thirty to. 14 or something. I mean, they're, they're throwing some early haymakers. And then, like, in this game, it was uh, – it started kind of at the very end of the half, like last two minutes of the half, into the second half. There was a nice – you know, they just had a nice thing going. And they got the thing up to 10 to 12. And I think Baylor fans have become so spoiled that we just think that's going to immediately go to 20. Or the game's over, basically. They, they've buried them. And OU has that Groves kid that's okay. Harkless, pretty good player. They certainly, Porter Moser's, a, um, I don't want to say he's a better coach than a lot. I just think he's a different coach. And he's brought probably more energy. You know, Kruger had been doing it a long, long time. And so he brings a little bit different presence to a game. Porter Moser, uh, who came in from uh, wherever Sister Jean was. Chicago, what was that, Aaron? You remember? Uh, where was Sister Jean? Um, was that up in? Uh, Loyola? Loyola. Loyola, Chicago. Yes, that's right. And I, I think there's a, I, I think the team reflects his personality more. So they'll get down and fight you. And uh, and, and they dug, you know, to their credit, they, they kind of dug themselves back in that game. They also have, 
you know, like University of Texas, for instance, right now, they don't have any shooters. I mean, even their shooters can't shoot. Um, the it, In Oklahoma, they've got a guy named Mo Gibson who used to play at UNT, and uh, Mo can flat out shoot it. If he gets on, he can shoot you. He can shoot back into a game. Harkless is a pretty good shooter as well. And then Grove can, can leak out uh, side. So this OU team has more of a scoring punch than teams have in the past. So, again, uh, have we been spoiled by a couple of years of watching Davion and Jared and Macy Oteague, three years for Jared and two for these other players? Yeah, yeah, we totally have. I mean, they, they, they wouldn't let teams breathe again. It was over. It was over when they, when they took care. This team has to kind of learn how to do that. Now, Aaron, and I know you were watching it and, and kind of monitoring everything Saturday. You gotta, you gotta say. I, I think this team. I, I don't, I don't know exactly where its ceiling is. I guess its ceiling is they could repeat as national champs. I mean, that's probably where the ceiling is. But Kendall Brown, when he kind of gets engaged and works the baseline and uses his athleticism and gets out in transition. I mean, he's a difference maker. He's a different kind of athlete than most teams have. He just, whether it be a, a little bit of a confidence thing or just not knowing exactly how he fits in, he doesn't do that yet on a consistent basis. But I, I thought he played really well. He had 10 points and maybe six or seven rebounds. I, I like the way he play, played. And then Big flow. Is, uh, does really well is rebounding and all. So, I, you know, it's like anything. You just hope they put it together in time for the tournament because at this point it's all about getting a good seed and then letting it roll in the NCAA tournament. Once you win the national title, you, don't, you, don't, you shouldn't get all worked up. Uh, oh, my gosh, we lost a conference game. The world's ending. That's the way it feels because of how great this team has been. But I think uh, I think they'll be okay. All right, we have the dismount uh, coming up next, and it's where we say goodbye and have a couple of uh, breaking news items to share with you. That's next. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. You don't drive just an average truck or do just an average job. So get to Northern Tool. With brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Lincoln, Honda, and more, we bring the power. We're definitely not your average tool store. Visit our store or buy online and pick it up curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. Shop Northern Tool and Equipment this week for our inventory reduction sale. Save up to 50% on heaters, moving carts, and dollies, batteries, hand tools, and more. Brothers Management is proud to serve the students of Baylor University. With apartments such as the Center, West Campus Lofts, Heritage Quarters, and the Arbors, you can guarantee that your college living experience will be comfortable and memorable. Brothers Management also offers the market's largest inventory of houses and duplexes. Brothers' unsurpassed attention to the individual is their hallmark. Stop by the Brothers Management Leasing Office at 400 LaSalle Avenue or go to brothersmanagement.com to check out your future home today. Leasing made easy. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Tom and Ward, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team with current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. After maybe the best weekend in NFL playoff history, saw three road teams with walk-off field goals winning and the Chiefs and the Bills an instant classic. The stage is set for the conference championships next Sunday, Cincinnati at the Chiefs at 2 o'clock, followed by San Francisco at L.A. at 5.30. The Chiefs and the Rams are early favorites. Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is interviewing for another head coaching position today. Quinn will meet with the New York Giants about their opening. Number 15 Baylor women stretched the lead in the second half and beat number 7 Iowa State 87-61. The Bears will head to Lubbock on Wednesday to face the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Number 5 Baylor men make it two in a row over the weekend beating OU 65-51. Bears will host Kansas State tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, and uh, what a uh, what a day it's been! It's been fun reacting to all the uh, all the NFL weekend. What a great! Those are such wonderful games to watch. And uh, in fact, tonight, what I'm going to do is we were kind of we were celebrating my father. Um, he uh, and uh, his birthday last night at uh, El Phoenix. I went off menu, Aaron, and went with the old uh, Saltillo. All right, and my grandfather used to order that, and so I, I didn't see it on the menu. I said, "Hey, you still have the Saltillo?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, we can do the Saltillo. That's the uh, that's the one taco. That's a cheese enchilada uh, with also a uh, soft cheese taco." And then I went double rice on that instead of the rice and beans. Went double rice. And uh, was able to uh, really. Uh, it was a good evening. It was a good. It was a nice evening of uh, of family entertainment. And then right over, we were sitting over by the bar. My mother's usually very uncomfortable anywhere near a bar, but we were there, and we could see the TV. And it's just always funny to see. There were a lot of men at other tables that would kept wandering over, you know, wandering over to the uh, the bar. And uh, it was because that game got so great. So I would say a lot of the uh, some of the couples that were out eating at El Phoenix last night probably didn't have a lot of great conversation because the game got really, really good. And it was just back and forth, back and forth, touchdowns. I bet in the last two or three minutes of that game, the, the there were four touchdowns and a field goal. I mean, it was something crazy like that, like 31 points in the last five minutes of that game. 
and and it was just really really one of the fun and then you know what do we like to do most in life on twitter is complain about things or be outraged about something and our latest outrage is we don't uh, we don't like the overtime rules because uh, of course uh Kansas City won the toss, and they went down and scored. And Josh Allen, who'd had this incredible game, never got a chance to go see anything. I I tend to blame Buffalo, but I, I could be talked into changing the overtime rules. I mean, but stop them. 13 seconds left. Stop them, and you're in the AFC title game. All right, let's not, let's not overdo this. Let's not overthink this. All right, that's all we have for today. We will see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time to check a Big 12 basketball in today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. It is the return of Big Monday tonight as Texas Tech takes on.